0: Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 133, John and Wendy talk to Jay Stefani. I'm your host, John.
1: And I'm Wendy. How are you doing tonight, John?
0: Wendy, I'm doing well. Good. And it's week two <laughs> of our first annual pledge yes! drive.
1: Woo-hoo! Who would have thought?
0: <laughs> Who would have thought? I do want to thank people. Have started sharing a little bit. We're we're putting this right out at the be, or we're recording this right at the beginning of September, and people have started sharing, retweeting some of the things that we've put out, kind of letting people know it's going to happen. Wanted to talk a little bit though, Wendy, about our U.S. fan base uh-huh. listenership numbers a little bit, sure. just like when you call into the PBS station <laughs> to get that tote bag, and they tell you about the area you're in. Yeah. Wendy, I'm curious. This, I think it was episode fifty. Okay. I think I'm trying to remember. It was one of the early on, some, and it, I believe it was Jim Attoth asked us, you know, what, what, like biggest numbers. Those numbers have shifted a little bit since then. What do you think our top five states are okay. as far as downloads or listenership?
1: Top five, and you know, top five for everyone. We have not talked about this, so I, I do not know the answer, but I am going to guess uh, Ohio. California, Virginia, Florida, and Oregon.
0: Well, I think it was Meatloaf said three out of five ain't <laughs> <eight> bad. <banned. laughs> so believe it or not, and this is one of those where it has shifted a little bit. I am not necessarily surprised. Our number one state for downloads is California. By That's far total sense. the biggest, biggest downloads and listenership out there. So we definitely appreciate that. Number two has moved over time. Now it's Illinois.
1: Oh, Illinois. Which
0: I don't, shouldn't necessarily surprise us because Mary Williams, right. our number one fan, is there. And I know she's always sharing. Yeah. But yeah, Illinois, Illinois. Is number two. Interesting. Okay. Deep in the heart of Texas, we're number three. Oh, wow. Down there. Yeah. I, guess, I mean,
1: really, that really shouldn't surprise me. But for some reason, it didn't pop into my head as as one, uh, as a top one.
0: I think we have so many, we've had so many guests from. We have. The great state yeah. of Texas. I'm not necessarily surprised. Virginia now is number four, okay. and that that was a little surprising. You know, Virginia actually was number two for a long right, time. Right, things change. And then uh, Ohio is at number five. Okay, and again, not a not a surprise. We have great friends there in Columbus yeah. and Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and being adopted by the the fine folks of the Cincinnati HR group. Excited at that, yeah. but yeah, that's our top five, five. Uh, as it is right now. Five. You know, exciting. We've been downloaded in every state. Mm-hmm. And in Puerto Rico. So we have that covered.
1: we have all the territories covered or just Puerto Rico?
0: The Puerto Rico and Guam. Um, yes. Okay. Help me remember. Is anybody else? I got to. I'm yeah. looking at my map. I think everything's colored okay. in. So I think we we're, must have I think we're good. Then. I was
1: like, oh, I feel like we're missing a, a territory there, but my geography is rusty.
0: I know. Well, and this is different than not geography B, <laughs> but we, we do, we do want to thank everybody as always yeah. that that's listening. If you're in any of those States that are in the top five, thank you. If you're in the others, uh, listen more, download more, share, share more that, which is the whole point of, of the pledge yeah. drive. So yes, use that hashtag, listen to HRSH all through the month of September and at the end of the month the last episode of the month we will share what our giveaway is going to be again you don't have to donate any money just donate a little bit of your time help spread the word and we appreciate it very much we just want
1: your social shares that's it that's, that's it. all we're, we're not asking, asking for, for a lot. you know it doesn't take a lot to
0: it it means more than anybody will know yeah. for for every time you share so again listen to HRSH <laughs> and thank you for participating in our first annual pledge drive Wendy, I'm super excited about tonight's guest. I got a chance to talk to Jay a little bit back. We talked Transformers, which is always cool. (laughs) Jay kind of jumped in with both feet to the chat and has been part of our trivia nights and several other things. So I'm really glad he's with us. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to let you make the introduction. We'll get started.
1: So excited to welcome Jay Stephanie to the show. He is currently an HR generalist at Network Health in Wisconsin and is a recovering talent acquisition professional in nonprofit and manufacturing space. He received a bachelor's degree in HR management from the University of Wisconsin-Whitewater and is SHRM and HRCI certified. Along with being past president of his local SHRM chapter, Jay is currently the certification director for the Wisconsin State Council. Jay, welcome to the show tonight. We are super pumped to have you here. Our first question is always, what is in your glass?
2: Well, thanks, John and Wendy, for having me. Uh, tonight in my glass is a vanilla stout, uh, which is brewed right here in Appleton, Wisconsin from Stone Arch. Nice. So Nice. Uh, with the, uh, the summer in Wisconsin coming to a close, it's time (laughs) to get into the heavier brews. Yes.
0: That is not a bad thing in Wisconsin at all. It's It's a very short season. (laughs) We know what you're up to now, but talk to us a little bit about, you know, how exactly did you get your start in human resources? You know, it actually goes back to my first job out
2: of high school, or actually while I was in high school. I worked at the local grocery store. And as I started to take on more responsibilities, I started to train some of their new hires. And then I would take over being the lead of the closing shifts. And that really got me into being interested in being able to help people be successful. So, there were, there were two ways to go. Um, I could go into HR or I could go into education and I really couldn't decide by the time that I graduated high school. So I, I went to UW-Whitewater because they had uh, programs that were great for both education and business and then ultimately chose HR and have never looked back.
1: Awesome. So you did spend a lot of time in talent acquisition and then have decided to go to the dark side. I feel free to bring that up because I went to the dark side for a while and then I went back. So I saw the light. Um, Our cookies are better, just going to say. Always curious, what was the draw to move more towards that generalist role as opposed to focusing in talent acquisition?
2: You know, I I started my career as a generalist, and then really did specialize in talent acquisition. And I was always and will always be passionate about bringing people into an organization and selling an organization um, versus exiting them out of an organization. And that was great. I I had 15 great years working for a nonprofit in talent acquisition and and to the point where my job title was Seeker of Talent, Um, because it is. It's really what, what we did. And that was great. I transitioned into global manufacturing and did that. In 2019, I had a, a job transition. And I took a step back. And I don't know, you know, you're in, I'm in my mid 40s. And it's one of those things where I don't know if it was mid or midlife crisis, but you know, what am I going to do with the rest of my HR career? And Uh, part of it was the, the frustration of I would apply for corporate recruiting positions and I had, you know, businesses and people in my network flat out say, you're going to be bored just doing corporate recruiting because I had been um, building strategy in my last position and, Looked at executive recruiting and that's just, it wasn't, it would have been fine. I would have done it, um, but it wasn't where my passion was because I've never been a fan of hiring someone and then handing them off to somebody else. It was really the right time for me to get back more into the generalist space, really um, from hire to retire and everything that happens in between. And and so it was an opportunity where um, the position that I'm in now became available. A couple of the folks in the HR department were part of my network and I reached out and Kind of told them why I was interested and and willing to you know kind of take a step back into the dark side arena, and uh, it's been a great transition. It's been the perfect company, perfect type of role. Really being able to be that full suite uh, for the leaders that I support. Talent acquisition will always be a piece of my heart.
1: <laughs> oh, I, I get it because yeah, if you're especially if you're the larger the organization, the the less you actually end up you know less time you spend with the candidate. I. In my last role where I'm at now, I really had to focus it on um, change my mindset in that I'm really working with the hiring manager and that's my focus and not the candidate. So that kind of helped me through it. But now I'm doing strategy. Talent acquisition strategy is actually kind of fun. I'm I'm enjoying it and uh, it's not a role that every organization can have. So yeah. totally understand where you're coming from.
2: Talent acquisition, it's great because you get to learn the entire organization because uh-huh. you're helping your IT team, your finance team, your marketing team. And so you really get the bells and whistles and everything that makes it tick um, because you're supporting so many different business units across the spectrum versus um, someone that maybe is specializing in benefits administration or any of the other aspects of HR. So I, I really enjoyed that piece of it because it helped me be a better HR professional because I understood how the business moves, what needs to move the, you know, understanding the financials of the business and really helping me sell the organization that I was looking to find the great talent for.
1: Definitely.
0: Wendy, I need to just take a pause and I feel like I need to say in here that the opinions of Wendy Daly are not necessarily those of John Thurman (laughs) or the HR Social Hour half hour podcast. When you talk about the dark side, I'm just going to make, I'm going to put that out there. I may make a little recording at the front too. (laughs) Don't believe the hype people. Jay, with the role you're in now, what are the biggest issues that your company is facing from an HR perspective?
2: You know, it it was interesting with with COVID, you know, before COVID, 25% of our workforce already worked remote. And so this was just this was part of the day to day piece where we had to connect people that weren't in our buildings. And now that all of us are working remote, um, or a good number of us, it's given us a great opportunity really to continue to to keep people connected while we're apart. Um, for some of the people in our workforce, work was their social outlet. And and now they don't have that. So you know what are the ways that we can continue to to keep that group together as we're looking at now we're we're most of us are home now to the end of the year you know, we've got to look at how do we support the workforce differently um, we're becoming virtual teachers assistants um, my daughter starts school tomorrow <laughs> in virtual. And so not only are we now needing to really be flexible with our workforce of helping them with all the things they need to do outside of work, we also have to really be supportive of leaders um, who have had to learn how to lead differently during this time because their style maybe would have been, if I don't see you at your desk, I don't trust that you're doing your work. And so it's it's been a challenge, but I think at the end, it's, it's going to be better for the organization because it has really shown employees how much they really are an imperative part of our organization. We've done a variety of things for the year to keep them connected, but more importantly for our leaders, because we will always look at this work differently now moving forward. And um, and that's a great thing. It's something that we really needed.
1: I, I would agree with that. I think, um, I think there's a, a shift coming and COVID has... I think it was coming before, and COVID just kind of pushed it over the edge.
2: And some companies were ready for it, and some weren't. (laughs) And the ones that were are doing fine. Um, And the ones that weren't have really had to try to catch up to the rest of us.
1: Yes, they have. They have. Really along those same lines, kind of going into an education um, standpoint, helping people along there. So you're on the advisory board for Fox Valley Technical College, which is fantastic, Um, So how did you first get involved there and talk a little bit about the importance of the technical college system, not just in Wisconsin, but uh, uh, why it's important for us to have this, um, you know, a a, a slate of colleges, um, technical schools at that level?
2: Yeah, I I got a chance to get involved with the uh, Fox Valley Tech HR Advisory Committee, gosh, 16 years ago now. And it's because someone in my network asked me. Um, and, and that's all it took, really. You know, we're really blessed here in Wisconsin to have just a a tremendous technical system. You know, when you look at the, how education continues to evolve, um, both from the way that, uh, students learn, uh, to the cost of that education, the technical college here in Wisconsin really measures up to getting that same value for your dollar. We have a lot of non-traditional students. I think the average age of our students is 33 years old. Um, and so it's one of those things where you know they want to go and get that education, but they also are probably contributing to the household finances. And so being able to to get the skills that they need to get into that next level of earning potential and still get the value of a good education is, is something that's so important. Um, I have really enjoyed my time with the advisory committee because... I think as HR professionals at time, we can sit here and say, well, the next generation of workforce doesn't have the skills that we're looking for. Well, it's it's time for us as HR professionals to step up and say, okay, well, let's help that next generation of workforce get those skills. And that's something that I've enjoyed doing um, with the technical colleges, being able to, whether it's mock interviews or going into classrooms, connecting with the instructors that aren't in the day-to-day of the HR world, to let them know the trends and things that they should be telling their students. it's It's been a great uh, partnership over time, and it's it's something that I really enjoy doing. And
0: Jay, as we talked about, we even recruit at a, another technical college right in the Green Bay area, and it really is impressive to see how those programs are set up, how they set those students up for success, and particularly, the I was blown away the first time, and Wendy, I, I think you may have seen pictures. I take them every time I go that they have in their placement center, they have clothes, you know, and they offer students what is it maybe two outfits a semester or one a semester for interviews. I, I just, it's just amazing to me. It's great to see that going on. They, they stay engaged. It seems like alumni stay with them. And so I'm sure in your time working with them, you probably have gotten to know a lot of people that continue to contribute and take part. And I, I, that's a, that's a really great thing to see. It's something to be commended across the across that technical college system, for sure,
2: yeah, absolutely you need the you need to set the next generation of students up for success. I mean the amount of graduates of the technical college that then become members of the advisory board so that they're able to really educate the advisory board members on what it is to be a student it it helps us be mindful as we help the technical college really present the HR. Associate's degree to those students. So it's, it's really a win
0: win on both sides. Speaking of volunteering and, and taking time, you've been very active at local levels of Sherm for a while. Uh, you know, what volunteer role has been the most challenging for you and what did you learn in that time performing it?
2: Yeah, I would say the most challenging was when I was chapter president of my local chapter. It was the same year that SHRM released the SHRM certification or introduced the SHRM certification, mm-hmm. and so uh, not only did I need the crash course on why, because uh, because <laughs> HRCI had been you know the thing for so right. long, um, so understanding the why, and then more importantly having to then educate our 300 plus chapter members in regards to why. (laughs) And so uh, it was, it was challenging. It was fun. It complete made complete sense uh, to me. And that really helped me then springboard when I was done with my local chapter leadership to get more involved at the state council level. And and that's why right now I'm the certification director for the Wisconsin State Council because of that experience of having to learn the why and then also um, continue to promote the SHRM certification.
1: Well, Jay, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the Half Hour Question Connection. What career did you dream of having when you were a child?
2: Uh, Little Jay Stefani back in the day thought that he would be the first baseman for the Milwaukee Brewers. (laughs) And then Little Jay Stefani realizes that he couldn't hit the fastball. Uh, And so (laughs) that was
0: was really a a course correction. (laughs) You are not the first baseball player we've had. Andy Storch talked about that too. I remember that much. Jay, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know?
2: In January, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Duncan Wardle. Uh, He's the the former head of innovation and creativity at Disney. And he did that for a long period of time. And uh, in January, we actually spent a day with him, all of our network health leaders. And he really... Gave us a lot of tools to think from an innovation side of things. You know, how do we as a healthcare provider do our business differently? And um, little would we know that a couple months later, when COVID became a real thing, that we had to look at everything that we do and from a whole innovative aspect. And we continue to use a lot of the tools, but you know, I think Duncan really brought a lot of aha moments to our leadership, um, because if you always if you do the things that you've always done, you're just going to get the same results. And we have really positioned our organization for the next level as a healthcare provider. And that was something that Duncan's tools have really helped us, especially as we have been planning for. Annual election period and open enrollment um, for some of our members that we're going to need to be using technology, and some of them don't have internet access, especially some of our Medicare members. So, we need to really look at how we do this work differently to educate and get them ready for 2021.
1: Jay, a new HR professional asks you for one piece of advice. What do you tell them?
2: The number one thing that I tell all the students that I connect up with at Fox Valley Tech is they need the network. You know, and I know if Steve Brown is listening to this, his arms are up in hallelujah status um, because (laughs) it is. I mean, you have to get a network of of people together because, first of all, being new to the profession, you're not going to have the answers, nor should you have all the answers. But they need the network. They need to find a good mentor within that network and just active listen. Just listen to their experiences, learn from those experiences. And really look and see how those experiences can apply to the work that they're doing right now, or more importantly, put it in the memory bank when they come up with that situation in the future. I mean, I was lucky to find my mentor when she joined the company that I was working with and became my leader and, and really taught me um, how to do HR the right way, both from a balance of people and results, And but networking, it's just crucial to to be a successful HR person because... You're not going to have all the answers, nor should you.
0: Jay, we've talked about the technical college. We talked a little bit about your involvement with Sherm. How else do you enjoy giving back to the community?
2: So I'm really active in my my Qantas Club. Um, so I was uh, an Eagle Scout, or I am an Eagle Scout, and so community engagement and volunteerism has always been part of growing up. I watched my dad be a member of the the school board um, at my grade school when my sister and I were there. And so he was always connected into the community. Community was just giving back was always just a big part of who I was. And uh, so Kiwanis is is definitely one of those ways that I get involved. Um getting involved with my local SHRM chapter, getting connected into those student chapters, you know, again, that next generation of, of professional. It's really an opportunity where if you if you have the skill sets, you gotta be able to share those skill sets with the people around you in your community.
1: Jay, what is your favorite movie?
2: My favorite movie, without a doubt, it's Caddyshack. Oh. Now I golf like Rodney Dangerfield, not like Chevy Chase, <laughs> but I will stop at that movie every time that it's on. It's it's just, it's a classic. It's a it's a piece of Americana. How
0: about your favorite musician or
2: band? You know, It depends on my mood. You know, it'll range everything from Frank Sinatra, if I've got an office day and I just, you know, want a little Frank in the background, uh, to the Goo Goo Dolls. Uh, and I had a chance to, to see them in concert here in Appleton at our Performing Arts Center, Uh, at the end of 2019. So that was great. But yeah, it's my music taste is all over the board.
1: How about a favorite TV show?
2: Favorite TV show, I would say going that The Office is the GOAT. And you know, it's like the automatic number one, Uh, I would say my number two uh, would be The Blacklist. James Spader is just crazy good as a villain. Um, you know, from being the voice of Ultron in the Avengers movie, which was a perfect cast, uh, to his character as Raymond Reddington. I mean, it's just it, it's it's just a show that is just amazing, and I've loved his work for a long time, even going back to the Boston Legal days.
1: Well, he, he hits the office too.
0: That's true. He does. It's Robert California. Jay, I don't think anybody's brought up Caddyshack before. (laughs) I I'm glad you did, because it is. It is one of the greats. On my other show, I talked about, like, in my top movies of 1980. I mean, it was, like, number three, I think, because a couple of those I like a little bit more. But there's a movie uh, with a stupid and futile gesture. It's on Netflix. I don't know if you've seen it. But Mm -hmm. it was the guys that worked on National Lampoon Magazine. They wrote Caddyshack. And the guy met a very sad ending. His death is questionable as to how things transpired, but anyway, it was really interesting because he saw airplane at the same time, and he's like, "Oh no, everybody's going to see that." And Caddyshack did not do as well when it first came out, but I think it. I think they both have incredible histories, but I would, I would certainly argue Caddyshack to me in the longer run is maybe the better one. That's up to debate. It's <laughs> certainly I'm with you on it though, for sure. That's a good. I would recommend a, a stupid and futile gesture if you haven't seen it. Netflix, it's it's very interesting. The way they shoot it, the whole nine yards, is very entertaining. If you're not watching Caddyshack, you're not listening to Sinatra or the Goo Goo Dolls, if you're not watching The Office or The Blacklist, what else do you like to do outside of work?
2: We have a uh, a permanent camper that we go to uh, during the summer, uh, and that is really our getaway. Uh, that is where the the internet is bad. Uh, the phone coverage is even worse, and, and that's by design. Uh, so that's actually... Uh, you and Wendy come with me on the weekends because I download the podcast because I can't nice. stream anything. A true uh, download, yeah. Wendy. A true yes, download. Yeah, a true download. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so uh, my morning walks with our, our puppy, Roxy, is a, a combination of uh, either HR Social Hour or the Office Ladies uh, podcast. You guys win out most of the time. We appreciate <laughs> it. That
0: is quite That is quite high
2: esteem yes, for us. Thank you. That's on my list. Love it and john you're you're right. I know when you started talking about the Office Lady podcast when it first came out they they needed to kind of get their feet down a little bit, and you notice about halfway through as they're going through the season one they they start to get it and they've've they've, I'm in season two right now, so I'm a little behind um, but they are they're they're definitely
0: hitting in all cylinders now when they figured out how to put in ads oh yeah with the whole with the whole State Farm thing. State Farm, yep. Brilliant. Yes. You know, State Farm. If you're interested in sponsoring an HR show, let us know because we'll be right there for you too. Uh, Office Ladies has really hit a stride, and the fact they can get everybody to come on and talk about the show is phenomenal. I think Steve Carell's the only one they haven't had yet, and I'm sure he will do something at some point. It seems like they've had everybody else, some of them multiple times.
2: Or they're just a the text message away if they have a question. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, that, that's that's the. I, I that's always fun to see that it seems like those people on that show truly care about each other and have stayed in contact, and that's a nice thing to to hear. That it's what you see on screen seems to have translated to real life.
1: Well, I am way behind. I got to catch up on the office later. <laughs> once my Come commute, on, Lynn. Well, once my commute stopped. <laughs> For a while, That's true. I, I fell behind on a lot of podcasts, so I have to, I have to figure that out. Um, and now I'm only commuting part-time, so it, it just makes it harder. But now that the girls are back in school, maybe I can um, use some of that downtime. Listen while I work. <laughs> uh, well, finally, Jay, um, it is Jay Stefani Day all around the world. What are people doing to celebrate?
2: We're going to get a whole bunch of HR people together and we're going to pick a nonprofit that we're passionate about, and we're just going to go and do some HR work. I spent 15 years in nonprofit. My wife is an executive director for a nonprofit, and so I've got a pretty extensive uh, network within that arena. And executive directors are not HR professionals. I'm the de facto HR department for my wife, (laughs) for her nonprofit. And so the amount of asks and requests that nonprofits have for HR people on their board of directors, um, it's, it's something that we're going to take the day and, and just do an HR deep dive into some of these organizations. If it's an audit, whatever the case might be, I would definitely recommend that if, if anyone's looking to get involved, you know, find a nonprofit in your area that really speaks to the heart of what your passions are, and then ask them how you can help as an HR profession. Is because that's something that is just so incredibly needed, and and then we're gonna go out and we're gonna we're gonna find a local
0: uh, microbrew and we're gonna have a little have some drinks.
1: Nice, I'm in.
0: It sounds like a, a great day. I think you're the first person to ever bring up maybe practicing a little bit of what we do. Yeah, you know, as part of it, but I think that's a a great way to do it, and I appreciate the recommendation or sharing the idea of getting out there and helping helping in a different way.
2: Like Uncle Ben and Spider-Man with great, great power comes great responsibility.
0: Jay, again, we are so appreciative of you joining us and being part of the community. And we really I really appreciate the fact you are a true download of this show, (laughs) because when you told me that a couple weeks ago, I just cracked up because I did not know people downloaded stuff anymore. I really appreciate that. And, And you're helping with our pledge drive. For those listeners that aren't connected with you, which I'm sure most of them are, but if they're not, what's the best way for them to reach you out there? Sure.
2: Best way is uh, my Twitter handle is at jstefani, Stefani. Um, and then my Instagram, which I need to learn to do a little bit more of, is j underscore works underscore in underscore HR. Uh, and then I'm also on LinkedIn at jstefani.
0: Stefani. Excellent. We will have that in the show notes. And Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you out there?
1: QuestWay is, as always, on my blog, MyDailyJourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And, of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter at 7 p.m. Eastern Time as part of our twice-monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John?
0: Once again, don't forget, it's Pledge Drive Month. Hashtag listen to H R S H. Please help us spread the word. We'd appreciate it. As for me, johnthurman.com for all things, John Thurman and for the show, HR social, Hour podcast.podbean.com. We've already asked, but listen, great <laughs> download, review, share everything you can do. Download just like Jay. You can download international listeners. We're coming for you. You know, the deal, yep. Jay, thanks again for being with us. So for the HR social hour half hour podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect,
0: give back and Network. Network. Take care, everybody.
1: See you soon.